You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What up, though? Hey, everybody. What up, though? And we are live. We are ready. We're live. We're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about some topics. Talk about some topics. But, you know, hey, um, before we break into what we're talking about today, I am Chrissy Mack. Hey. And I'm Berkeley. And together we are. Closet conversation. Woo! KK in the building. Yeah, <laughs> KK. We miss you guys. <laughs> 2K. <laughs> so, yes, we miss you guys. We miss you guys. So, um, I'll let Jessly uh, give it a go of um, what we're going to be discussing today. Well, we have a politician in the building today. You already know what's up. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> get out and vote, okay? Get out definitely, and vote. Definitely get out and vote. Get out and vote. It's so necessary. I mean, it's just Very so necessary, everybody. Very imperative. Mm. As I drink my little non-alcoholic beverage. Anyway. This evening, we have the pleasure of sharing our stage with the Mrs. Honorable Tiffany Tilly. Did I say that right? We're yes, honorable. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> honorable. honorable Tilly, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for having me back. Yep, she's, a, she's been on uh, Closet Conversations before when we first started. She is um, highly dedicated to the community um, as a community leader. She can give you a little bit more about her role. And um, I know that we all are ready to vote, eager to vote. Yes. For the I right team. So. Here we go for the right team. I know our time is conflicting with the Democratic National Convention. Convention. There we go. Because I was going to say committee. Very good. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I guess Miss Tilly can um, give us a little bit of insight on what's going on because she did have an opportunity to check it out before she got on live with us. So, uh, Tiffany Tilly, tell us what your role is again. Hi, everybody. My name is Tiffany Tilly. I am an, a member of the State Board of Education. Um So basically, I know people usually don't know what that means. Your education system here in Michigan, um, there is a board over the Michigan Department of Education. And I was elected to uh, be a part of that board in 2018. I was sworn in January 1st. Uh, I received almost 1.8 million votes. I was sworn in with your governor, with your AG, uh, with your secretary of state, and a lot of great other um, elected officials. And when I was sworn in at, at, at my first meeting, we voted for officers. I was voted to be your NASB rep as well. So that means I'm also your national representative mm-hmm. when it comes to education. So MDE is over the entire 
public educational system here in Michigan. So that means your traditional public schools, your charter public schools, we set the policies and the standards for, for those Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm also um, leadership in the Democratic Party. I am the corresponding sec secretary of the 14th Congressional District. Um, I've been leadership for a long time. I've, I've been leader leadership as uh, a young Dem when I was coming up. Um, so many different roles in leadership in the Democratic Party. Um, in the city that I live in, in Southfield, in the county, Oakland County, and in the 14th Congressional D District under Congresswoman Brenda Lawrence. Brenda Lawrence, yes, love her. <laughs> so she is super active, as we said, wears many hats, very uh, well-seasoned and experienced. Uh, Absolutely. So we need, we need your insight. You know, people are a little confused with what's going on, um, necessarily not who to vote for, but what they can bring to the table to, you know, help people like us, because we, we need some help. This is like state of emergency right now. It, it really is. Uh, you mentioned the Democratic National Convention that's going on, started at nine o'clock. Um, and with that, the nomination for... Um, Vice President Kamala Harris is about to take place. Okay. So, so that's what's going on there tonight. Um, you know, it's really, it's it's so important every election season to, to vote. I think we saw how mo much our vote matters. A lot of people think that our, their vote doesn't count. Mm -hmm. But I think people really got to see that, especially here in Michigan, when the last presidential election took place. Michigan lost uh, Hillary's seat by 11,000 votes. Wow. wow. 11,000 votes. So your vote does matter. If we want Biden and Harris to win Michigan, we have to get out that vote. Everybody, everybody realize your vote counts. Uh, 11,000 is, is nothing. So we definitely should have delivered that as mm -hmm. a so um, right now we have a situation where, you know, people are pushing absentee, absentee voting. People are worried about um, voting fraud. Um, voting fraud is, is about this big that actually happens. That's in people's conversations, but the percentage of voter fraud um, is extremely low nationally. Mm. If you mm. have an issue with absentee voting, what I did, because I, I don't use, I usually go to those polls. Right. So what I did was I got my absentee ballot, I filled it out, and then I took it and dropped it off at the clerk's office. Your local clerk has a drop box nine times out of 10. So mm. you can call your local clerk and take your ballot down and put it in the drop box as opposed to mailing it. Oh. We know there has been a big issue with the mail, with the post. Yes. So if you're concerned about that, I'm concerned about that as well. Take your ballot down there. Okay. You, don't, okay. you know, you know what, I, what, what would be a great idea? 
what would be a great idea is that, you know, like, especially like I know, like in my community of like where my parents, you know, they have been homeowners in the same house for over 45 years. And I know that there are a lot of other seniors on my block. So maybe if they wanted to do the mail-in, I could just go from door to door that day and pick up everyone. You can't touch I it. can't do that. You can't it's do that. Illegal. It's illegal. Yeah. It's illegal. So each, so each person has to go and drop it off themselves. You can do oh. it for an immediate family member. So like okay. your parent or something, you could do it that way. Okay. But but going door to door to your neighbor is illegal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. You're breaking okay, election law. Do that. But what, what if she okay, rented? Okay. What if we, Kansas we rented call the clerk's office and see if maybe somebody can come pick it up? Okay. If you're okay. Okay. Right. Right. Because I'm like, what if they can't get to the polling place? That's the whole reason why they want to mail them off in the first place. So, okay. uh, call your uh, clerk. Call the election department. I worked for uh, the former Detroit clerk jackie curry back in the day so okay. i worked at the election commission in detroit and then i used okay. to work for the wayne county clerk kathy garrett okay. call kathy kathy garrett's office call janice winfrey's office or call your detroit branch naacp and see if you can okay yeah. okay nice nice that's good information well, we can in a van yeah. and go get them we can go take the the neighbors in the van get a uh mercedes-benz sprinter and pull up like we got hey. the we got the all hey. these but goodies with us honey it's not an organized out. effort <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it has to be an organized effort we all have I to work okay. right yeah. right okay i like that yeah sweet sweet so mm-hmm. what what do we think about the uh democratic uh candidates so you know I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's been so many conversations, so many back and forth about the issues of the candidates. There will never be a perfect candidate. There, there will go. never be a candidate right. that is Jesus that is going to come in and that's going to just fix everything, wipe everything clean. I I haven't seen it in my uh 20 years, <laughs> you know, in this business, but or this arena. But, hey, we can keep praying. But what what we need to focus on is people that share some of our same ideologies. Okay. And we know that that is not Trump. We need to focus on people that will care about working class people. You know, we need to focus on people that will care about education we know Trump and Bessie DeVos has de- tried to destroy the public school system um, here in, in, in Michigan, especially, but in the United States. So, you know, Biden has experience. He's been VP. He's been in Senate. He understands how this country works. He understands polit- politics. Uh, Trump is on Twitter every day. Trump is having a press conference every day. Trump is going golfing. He is ridiculing everybody. Uh, you know that we need people that stand for us, and and he definitely doesn't. Kamala has is a U.S. senator. She's been an AG. She understands politics. She's been in politics a long time. 
I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting her a couple of times. I went out to, I met her here in Michigan and I went out to Iowa to support her um, when she still was in the bid for president. Um, Biden, you know, just politically, I've had a chance to to, to be around him and, and have dinner, you know, with him and some other Democrats. Um, they're, they're approachable. Uh, Kamala was very approach, approachable. Okay. I nice. People have been concerned about that. Um, just as far, you know, you get into the conversation of blackness. It, it's America. You have one drop of black blood, you're black. We shouldn't even be having this conversation anyway. Um, I think that it's awesome to have a woman as VP. I think that's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be awesome to have a woman of color at SBP, you know, and, and we need to start putting people in offices in higher places. Even like I'm a statewide elected official, you know, I look like you ladies, you know what I mean? Um, I was born and raised (laughs) in, we need people that look like us, that understand our struggles, understand where we've, where we've been through, what we've been through and understand where we want to go. And that will not only represent us, but represent everyone. Mm. So. Absolutely. Chris, you got something to say? I mean, I think that she's completely accurate with everything. Um, I know that, you know, as, as a, as a minority woman, you know, it's uh, it seems like it's uh, twice as harder to, you know, get things accomplished and and make people see your value and your worth. Uh, so for someone to have um, to be in that higher, you know, archy of, you know, of a, of a position would be a great thing. I think it'd be amazing. You know, it, it'll it'll let, you know, not only just little black girls, but like all little girls around the world know that, hey, someday I could be president of the United States of America or vice president of the United States of America. So it's, you know, it's it's, it's exciting for me. Mm, that's powerful. It's exciting for me. <laughs> I yeah, love it. I've always seen it headed this way, but I don't think that I necessarily thought of it in the order that it's going, in which right. I'm okay. You know, yeah. I always thought yeah. black man, you know, woman, not necessarily a black woman, and then, you know, a black woman. But, hey, I welcome it. I'm excited. <laughs> so I, I definitely wasn't a voter before. I'm like, shit don't matter. Tiffany would take, did you go vote? Like, get off my phone. It don't even matter. But, right. hey, I'm out here. I voted for Obama. I'm out here. Mask on. You need some masks? <laughs> don't right. let that deter you. Absolutely. A crystal closet conversation. I got to go and get a van and come pick up the, you know, you know, shut in to the make sure that their vote counts and they feel right. comfortable. We'll right. do that. Right. I know that there was issues or people are, you know, trying to understand, uh, I guess, um, with uh, Kamala uh, I guess being kind of hard on black people, um, you know, I guess with the prosecution or whatever, um, which 
I don't feel, you know, it, it's not a big concern to me because if you do some sort of crime, of course, you know, there is a consequence for it. But I know that that is, you know, like, oh, she was sending black people to jail, you know, too many black people to jail. Um, so what 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 are your thoughts on that? I don't yeah. want people to look at her I, and say, I have black people wrong. I've heard that definitely um, that began when she was running for president um, and they will find anything, anything that they can to, you know, try to stop you. Unfortunately, um, I haven't gone dived into her, her record personally, but we do know that she's, she was a prosecutor. That was her job to put people in jail. Um, right. I think it's not necessarily so much her responsibility, whatever, you know, the weight that everybody's putting in her lap. I think the whole justice system in America needs reform. Um, and, and, you know, a prosecutor can bring some of those reforms, um, some, some needed reforms, but the overall system needs an overhaul. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not is not just up to one prosecutor. Um, we just had a, and, and I endorsed and supported and pushed a candidate here in Oakland County that ran for Oakland County prosecutor. Um, and she she's run, was running against the incumbent who was a Democrat, but we needed reform. We needed change. Um, so like I said, there's some things that prosecutors can do but she can only be held accountable for so much. I think uh, people need to focus more on getting Trump out of office. Yeah, they think that part, that part. And just Blacks as a whole, um, I think as a society, not only just Black minorities, you know, people that are not minorities, just do better. You know, make better choices, make better decisions in life. You won't have to necessarily be put in those circumstances to where, you know, a prosecutor has to determine or a judge has to determine your fate. Make better choices, you know. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard because we do have so many issues here when it comes to the justice system. You know, we put more people in jail in America than any other country. Um, I think it's it's either 80% or 90% of cases, I want to say 90% of cases um get get um 90% of cases are plea deals. Wow. So wow. that means yeah most people aren't going through trial. Most people aren't you know most people plea because if you don't plea what it you know, maybe you're facing 20 years, but if you take a plea, you, you will get 10 years or, or five years or whatever. Um, and they are so afraid. They may not, some people get convicted and they are not even, you know, they, they haven't done what people said they did. How many cases have you heard about people were wrongfully convicted? Yes. You know, um, and that's why I say we just we need a overhaul. It's the prosecutor's job to put you away, to come up with charges, 
and to get as many notches under their belt as they can to say that they are successfully doing their job. That yes, we we got we put you know a thousand criminals away this this year or this month or whatever you know depending on where you where you are. But and it's and it's hard because she's a black woman and to be successful in her job to say that she was doing what she was supposed to do as a prosecutor, you know, or AG, she, she had to put people away. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Wow. Definitely understand that. I mean, you know, so it's, um, we definitely can't go unnoticed to, talking about the issue, you know, with the, the postal service and things like that. And, you know, we, we know that postal service workers are in a predicament, you know, they really can't, you know, I know they're angry and I know they're pissed off at what's going on and, you know, and what Trump is t- trying to do. And, you know, but does anybody have any, you know, uh, honorable Tiffany, uh, mm-hmm. Tilly, you have any like just, comments on like how you feel about that do you feel that that the you know the usps service is actually like you know being treated fairly and um and and it's like it's like their careers are like in limbo and he's like wanting them to do one thing and they're like used to like their system going one one way and he's trying to trump is trying to do something else like what are your inputs on that it's rough. They're, they're in hard positions. I feel for them. Um, I grew up in a household. My grandfather worked for the post office. So, you know, I was taught so much pride in the post office. That was my introduction into the unions. We went to the union picnics every summer. You know, he um, was the engineer for the post, the main post office at the airport. Um, and, and we had this discussion at the 14th Congressional District meeting. Last Saturday, Congresswoman Lawrence, a lot of people don't know, she retired from the post office. So she's definitely advocating for some things behind the scenes. Um, you have some of the, the union workers that are advocating behind the scenes. The post office has been moving slower. They've been lower staffed because people have been getting sick from COVID. You know, there's a lot of issues right now going on with the post office. So that's why I say, you know, if you're able to get to the clerk's office, get to, to the drop box um, or a, a, a box to put your ballot in, do it. And a lot of um, areas are actually, especially in Detroit and some of the larger cities, they're adding more than one location. So you can call and you can find out. I think I, I read an article where there's about 700 sites across Michigan right now for people to drop their ballot. Oh, good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I don't know. Berkeley, what you think? Uh, I think it's unfair. Obviously, their master plan uh, for this. I don't know. My phone out. You guys probably said that. Um, yeah. There's obviously a motive <laughs> to doing this. Why, why just, you know, <laughs> get rid of this system that has worked for so long, you know, for like, so long. <laughs> I see you. 
<laughs> you know, I in, see you, bro. In Utah, this is how they normally vote. They vote absentee. I think it was Utah. Um, and they said it was 80% voter turnout that they have, and they have successful elections every every year doing absentee. So it can work. And people know that. People know that on a, a federal level that it can work because we have examples. But people definitely want to stop the election. And here's the thing. If, if I keep complaining and saying everything's wrong, you know, everything's going to be wrong and I lose my election, then I could come back and say, see, I told you guys they were going to try to steal the election from me. That's all, all he wants to do. He's trying to position. He's trying to stop the election from happening. He, he's made those threats. And then he, he's interrupting, you know, the post office. Um, he wants to be able to say if he loses, hey, they stole the election from me. I, well, I'm afraid. <laughs> A reason. <laughs> I'm afraid that he will cause a civil war. Wow. With some of the actions that he's taking and some of the things that he says, even not just even around the election, but definitely around the election as well. Hmm. Interesting. If you, interesting. If you think about it, he, he has the MAGA people that come out in droves and will protest with you know, guns <laughs> and and rifles and all of this craziness, he causes a lot of confusion and discord. And it's really scary. So oh, is it still as bad as it used to be with with the what you what what you guys call them? Magna, the Magna? Magna, uh, make America Magna. great again, people. Yeah, yeah. So it's still as bad as it used to be in the beginning? You know. You mean in the beginning of COVID or in the beginning of his presidency? Beginning of his presidency. Definitely. During uh, the beginning of COVID, uh, you know, they marched on the Capitol in Lansing and threatened the governor's life. Um, There were legislators that were afraid to go to work and they had to sit there with rifles over over them, um, basically. Sad. Sad. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was wow. really, really scary for some of them. Um, I know one legislator actually got bodyguards, her own private bodyguards that had to escort her into the Capitol. Wow. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> wow. And they were, I like what he said. Putting all over social media has been, you know, it was all in the news. Um, but people were very happy, you know, some of them were smiling and happy that they were doing all of this. And and um they felt like they were taking up for their civil liberties, but they were interrupting other people's civil liberties, you know. Wow. Yeah, I don't understand how you can infringe on somebody else's civil rights. <laughs> you know, I guess that's the privilege. But anyway. Moving right along, I, I was going to say, I mean, he's funny to me. I love just <laughs> the random stuff that he says. Um, <laughs> I do find humor in some of the things that he says. Most recently, it's two things that was funny. Um, when he said, uh, you know, I see you all out there, you know, uh, you know, supporting me. 
and in the boats and you know y'all doing it like every day and you know they out there on the water and i'm thinking to myself like bro they ain't got no job okay <laughs> they don't have nothing but time <laughs> we're unemployed of course they're gonna be out there with their flags on their boat and some of them are a little bit more well off than we are but they're not working okay um and uh I love getting off of the plane. I guess the other day, the meme of, <laughs> I called it um, the don't touch me. And I think Rihanna did something. If you needed me, her song, what is it? Uh, needed me when uh, the first lady is getting off the plane and he goes to like reach for her hands. Yeah, yeah. Told, she's clutching that Birkin bag, honey, in the bottom of that skirt, like, <laughs> I'd rather fall down the stairs. So she's not right. even team him. I'm like, what is going on, bro? Like, it's, it's got to be a, a a very sad and um, I guess you know realistic place for him. You know, so that's why he's trying to use any other avenue he can to you know destroy <laughs> or you know add some trickery to to you know. And yeah, the mail carriers, you know, the uh, United States Post Office uh, workers, you know, just just suffering from it. But uh, I do find some humor in what he what he says and what he does. Like, okay, I'm a Gemini, he a Gemini, but he a different type of Gemini. Like, bro, you got like two sides. You're battling yourself, and you see, your wife don't even want to be a part of you. She don't even want you to. She don't even want that energy. So. I just laugh, and the only thing we can do is pray and then go out and do what the heck we got to do, you know? Right, right. Um, I mean, everybody has to vote. You know, everybody has to vote. And, I mean, me personally, I have four or five family members that are, you know, in future, I mean, uh, they are present employees of the United States Postal Service. So this directly affects them. It directly affects me. It affects their, you know, their livelihood. You know, it affects everything that's going on with their families. And I just say that, you know, anybody that works at the post office that, you know, were, you know, Trump voters in the beginning, what you going to be now? They just switched over. What you going to be I... now? Because he don't care about y'all. He don't care about y'all getting home at a decent time to your family members. You know, none of that. Like, I hear about that from my family members that work at the post office and you know it that's you know like that's disheartening like that's not cool you know they have families too they don't want to get off work at eight o'clock nine o'clock you know things like that nine thirty at night you know like they want to get home to their families too they have some of them have small children and my family some of them have grandchildren that they look after some of them have spouses you know, wise husbands, significant others and stuff like that, you know, and it's like, you know, they've been used to running this system all this time. And then all of a sudden he want to go in and change things, you know, whatever for his own personal gain. Like, that's not cool. You know, so I really hope that they use their voice and go and vote. And every person that works for the post office do not vote for him. Yeah. Because. Because they're being, they're the ones that are being affected by this. Yeah. You know? Sad. Yeah. It's sad. He's just caused so much uh, chaos since he's been president. 
And we learned a long time ago that trickle-down economics doesn't work. Um, You saw during COVID, he went in and he said, there's going to be business grants and business loans. We're going to help the businesses. Um, I was actually a part of some of those um, White House calls. I had, you know, weekly updates from the White House. But, and he was on the phone um, for one of those. But it it doesn't work. They gave you $1,200, told businesses that they were going to give them grants and loans, and then gave them away to major, major companies. And, you know, a lot of small businesses ended up closing. And you got $1,200 and, and which that's basically a stipend. So with that $1,200, you went and you paid your rent or maybe you went shopping or you, you really put it back into the um, hands of the bank or the major corporations mm-hmm. nine times out of 10. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's just, it's time for something new. <laughs> you know, I'm, t- I'm tired of the reality TV personality right, every right. day. As it's president. a spectacle. It's it, a it spectacle. Is. It's a show. You know, it's like, it he's like, oh, stop. I'm not talking to you. And he'd be like, Phew. And I'm like, when he put that finger up, I'd be like, I'll be, I be, I be drinking my cocktail like, there you go. <laughs> That's what I said. Kamala. He'd be like, like, what is he doing? He'd be like, oh, sh- sh- <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, what president? That's like the look that? that he tried to give the wife when, when she set that hand. <laughs> she probably was like, you don't want to do it. Buddy, hmm. Hmm. she must around and be on the uh, Biden campaign. <laughs> right, I will the, the whole mismanagement of COVID and and you know having people think they don't need to wear masks. You know how many lives could have been saved, right? If he w- was giving out proper information instead of saying, you know, this is just going to go away. It's just going to poof be gone. Mm-hmm. You like know, magic on Easter. like magic, right? And, and, <laughs> At some point, God willing, it will be gone. But in the interim, this is something we have to deal with. This is something that's serious. I lost my sister-in-law. I've lost friends. Uh, State Rep. Isaac Robinson was one of my good friends. State Senator Morris Hood. Um, You know, we've lost a lot of good people. A young lady that I used to go to church with, she was about 26 years old. She lost her life. Wow. So... You know, it's something that should have been taken seriously from the very beginning. And even more so because you saw it happen in other countries first. You saw it in China. You saw it in Europe. So you knew it was coming here. Intelligence knew it was coming here. I knew it was coming here just as a, you know, not even as an elected official, as a citizen. (laughs) I'm watching. I'm seeing it move around the world. So we know at some point it's going to hit in the United States. So there should have been more preparation and then it should have definitely been taken more seriously. I think uh, Governor Whitmer did a great job, you know, locking down. And, um, you know, he even fought that. So it's just, it's just been a a horrific four years. (laughs) I do not want four more. I don't know about anybody else. Mm-mm. But kind of, kind of, right, Berkeley. Kind of, 
<laughs> Count us in. Survival right. of the fittest, honey. We'll be in trouble. Trouble, right. trouble. But I love Big Gretchen. Like, Big Gretchen yeah. take care of business. She showed up. Like, I love my people. I ain't about to do that. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I'm protecting serving. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Is my phone going out? I think everybody's is kind of like going in and out a little bit. Okay. Yeah, but I, but we can hear you yeah, pretty good. Like yeah. Okay. Uh, Tiffany, what what um what are the plans for the school system since that is your arena? Um. So with education, parents are obviously yeah. Yeah, with with education, because of COVID, there are going to be a lot of budget cuts. Um, education is going to be hit hard. Um, you know, in the beginning of COVID, when the state was locked down, people weren't moving around, which means the state couldn't capture taxes. And that's how everything mm-hmm. is paid for. Um and so we'll see those over the next two, three years, those budget cuts, which is scary because education is already underfunded. Um, we are lobbying uh, the, the, on the federal level, Congress and Senate um, it actually passed on the congressional side. Um, Senate is negotiating, but trying to get funds from a federal level to offset the loss on the state level. And then, yeah, parents are rightfully concerned. Um, I, I am, and the other state board members, we've had so many Republican parents actually email us um, <laughs> that wanted their child to be able to go to school and not wear masks and not social distance. They want school as normal. And then the other end of the spectrum, you have parents that don't want their child to go to school at all that feel like, you know, virtual is the way. Um, Schools will be held, um, you know, some virtually, some will be a hybrid. Uh, Your child might go two days a week and then virtual three days a week. Um, Some schools are going to offer parent choice of whether you want to do virtual or hybrid. Um, that option will make classroom sizes smaller, which is a, a good thing if you are deciding to send your student in in person. Um, the governor put out a roadmap for schools to reopen, and it's a 63-page um, document. And it says things like, in common areas, students must wear masks. Uh, at K through five, inside the classroom, they, it's not mandatory that they wear masks. However, uh, six through 12, it's mandatory that they wear masks. It's mandatory for the uh, staff to wear masks unless you are, uh, you know, have a disability that keeps you from wearing a mask. If you have breathing issues, if you have a disability where you can't put the mask on yourself, then you're free from wearing it. But it's really going to be district by district um, because Michigan is a local control state. So districts decide, you know, things like that. They have changed. The legislators did vote uh, Saturday. The Senate voted and Tuesday, the um, 
state reps voted. And they did pass things where, you know, attendance, they're going to change the way, and they, they had to. They're going to change the way your child's attendance gets um, gets counted. So they're, they're making different changes in, in different policies. Wow. Hmm. Okay. So and, and if you have any issues if, if, as a parent, you know, um, contact your, your local school board. You know, contact the superintendent's office. Let them know. Write letters. Send emails. Make phone calls. Let them know how you feel. A lot of times, we get we get the uh, what what is it the low end of the stick or or whatever the shorter end oh, of the oh. stick uh-huh. Uh-huh. because sure. uh-huh. the, the 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 squeaky wheel that makes the most noise gets gets things. You know. In our community, a lot of times, we don't say things. We don't speak up for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when we do it, maybe it's a few people where, like I said, the Republicans, they flooded our emails, letting us know what they wanted as far as, you know, and and they're still not going to get what they want. That could create a huge lawsuit. A lot of lives could get lost. We're not going to say, yeah, kids go to school, don't wear masks. Right. You know, lives are in danger. So, um, but a lot of times the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So we have to make sure Mm -hmm. that we are advocating for the things that we want and the things that we need. And that is contacting people, um, organizing, like you said, organizing your neighbors. Sometimes you might have to organize your neighbors to call city council all of these offices affect our lives so much every day. People don't realize how important it is to vote for your judges and how important you ride down the street right now, go get a ticket and have to go before a judge. You have to see a judge before you see any of these other elected officials nine times out of 10, you will see the judge first. So we have to make sure that we're voting for these offices and that we're putting good people in. I had um, I had one case that I was dealing with um, a young lady that I went and and um, I was a part of a rally and I spoke out. Um, it was in the news and different things. Grace, I don't know if you guys have heard the story about Grace, fifteen year old young lady that attended Groves High School. Was tried for what the hell? Yeah, I heard of that too. Yeah, over homework. I mean, there were other things with the case for her to get on probation. She was put on, uh, she had an incident in November where she she physically got into it with her mother. Um, She stole a phone uh, from another student and then ended up giving the phone back. She was meeting her probation um, requirements until COVID. And then when the caseworker came to check on her, her and her mom said, yeah, we're, we're not, um, sh- she's having a hard time doing her homework. She said, yeah, I'm, with COVID, I've been having a hard time. And, and she's doing virtual school and she has ADHD, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, mm-hmm. but it's been hard. It was hard for me to concentrate during COVID. So imagine a, a young child with ADHD trying to keep up with homework. So they put her in jail for it. But that's why I say who you have in there as a judge is so important. Uh-oh. Can you hear me? 
It's going going out. Crystal, what's it going on your when she just talking? Not really. Oh, maybe my phone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you go ahead. Go ahead, Honorable Tiffany. <laughs> so yeah, just saying that it's so important who we have. You know, we look at the presidential election every cycle. Um, every four years, and that is so important. But the local elections, even even my seat, you know, who is who are you putting up there over education? You know, we need to make sure that we're looking at people, making sure that you know they have experience. Also, making sure that they have a good heart. They're good people. <laughs> you know, right? Absolutely. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know my kid will be doing virtual. I told him, I said, hey, by the time you go to college, you can go get a PhD line or something. You're going to be an expert at buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I chose uh, my son to. My baby ain't out of school. I, saw, I chose my son to go virtual as well, but I did check off the um the box where it said that if the classes are classrooms are going to be smaller with less students in there then and and it was okay for him to go back in the school and the numbers went down then I would be okay for him to kind of have that interaction but I mean uh, I'm kind of on the fence with that now you know um so you know I just you know right now it's virtual and, you know, I, I guess like as the time go by, I'll be able to determine whether I really want him to go back, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty tough. You know what I'm saying? Because we love our kids and we want what's best for them. And we definitely don't want them in harm's way. So. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So what is your student in um, Detroit? public schools my uh my son is in southfield public schools okay Mm -hmm. southfield was going to do a hybrid and decided to just do virtual right right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i'm i'm you know i mean scary time it is super scary because it's different. It's not the it's it's and it's but it's like the new normal. So it's kinda like we haven't been through this before, but then this is kinda how it's gonna be. So, you know, with that being said, everything is uncertain, you know, and we're all just kinda like, I don't know, you know. We just all but what we do know is what we do know. Roll the punches. Yeah, we want our kids to be safe, you know, and we want all of us to be safe, you know, as a, you know, as a whole. So, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. And yes, some things, I don't an know educator, about you ladies, but back to school. some things, I don't know about you ladies, but some things it's like, I think we should have been doing this all along. Like when you go through the drive throughs or you go through a restaurant, people have on masks, <laughs> and people have on gloves, like that keeps them right. Pretty- on your food like we should have been doing this all along <laughs> social de- i mean you know yeah with a germy cell 
the social distancing, you know, it, uh, yeah, you're right. You're we right. should have been doing some of this stuff anyway. Yeah, definitely. I'm okay mm-hmm. for it, especially when you don't want to talk to nobody. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, give me six feet. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, respect my space. It's caused us to have, you know, stronger. Oh, she froze. Chesley. <laughs> what did you say, Crystal? Uh oh, so stuck. What are eyes I'm like? Uh-oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a I'm cute getting a little bit of freezing on my stuff. end. <laughs> yeah, I think now I'm getting a little bit of freezing on my. It was end. a cute pose though. Oh, was it? Because I was like. No, it was cute. Sweet. Yay. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Well, I mean, you know, that about wraps things up anyway. Looking at the time. You see the time? Oh, yeah. My phone's been in and I don't know how I'm going to sound today. It was, I don't know. Maybe it right. would sound good to you all because I'm like, can they hear me? Hello? You, you ladies are, are so fun. I, I, and I know that this has is not the most fun information, but I really appreciate you guys having me on here to talk about it because, you know, we need to have more of these conversations. Absolutely. And we appreciate you making a difference. Right. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thank Absolutely. you so much. Thank, thank you so much for joining us and, you know, you know, um, spreading awareness and, you know, giving us good information that, you know, that some of us knew and some of us didn't know, you know, so... Yeah, really, yeah. yeah, we really appreciate it for sure. Thank you. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap things up. Um, do you um you have a your like uh do you have a social media platform? I am, or I am on Facebook, Tiffany Tilly, uh State Board of Education member. So yeah, definitely. I'm also the executive director of a nonprofit. It's called the Southfield Community Anti-Drug Coalition. And we have a a social media page as well. Southfield Community Anti-Drug Coalition. Coalition. There we go. Okay. So, yes, prevention uh, education for for mostly geared towards youth, but youth and and adults. Excellent. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Hopefully you guys can hear me. Can y'all hear me? Okay. Yeah. Hopefully you can hear me. All right. Great. Thank you all <laughs> for tuning in and, uh, you know, uh, staying engaged through our little technical difficulties, at least on my end. Hopefully it sounds great. And make sure you get out and vote. Get out and vote, please. Your vote matters. It really, really, really matters. So, yes, definitely get out and vote. You know, your your voice does matter. You're, you know, you are important, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. So continue to follow us 
on Closet Conversations, Closet with a K, Conversations with a K, with the Z at the end, Conversations, Z, right? Right, Berkeley? Z. <laughs> that's, nope, about that the, part. that's about the most naughty thing that we did all segment long. I didn't say any curse words. My dad would be so cheers to that. I think that might be a record. I, I, I appreciate once. the PG thirteen oh, evening. Hey, PG thirteen. Oh, oh, oh. Because of you. 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 Because of uh, my personal page is uh, Chrissy Mac, uh, K-R-I-S-S-Y Mac on Facebook. And I'm uh, Chrissy underscore Mac 1111. Uh, everybody knows I sell life insurance. Hey, check it out. Get it. Get it. We in a pandemic right now. Give me a call. You can go on my information and pull up all of that on there. And um, go ahead, Berkeley. You can go ahead and do your thing. Oh, and I'm Berkeley. You can follow me at Berkeley's Closet, B E R K L I S underscore Closet, Closet with the C this time, the correct spelling. And uh, yeah, if you need the mask, make sure you safe and babies safe when you're sending them to school because you need a babysitter. Make sure them babies have a mask. That's Come right. Check out Berkeley's Closet. You got the mask, baby. They are so comfortable and stylish. <laughs> So, yeah, definitely take, take advantage of that. Fair. Take advantage of that. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody. I'm Chrissy Mack. And I'm Berkeley. And we are. And we are. Closet Conversations. Uh, uh, uh. Make sure to vote. <laughs> Rock that vote. Vote or die. Rock the vote. Literally. Vote, vote, vote. Did he said it first. Yes. <laughs> Conversations. We out. Thank you for listening. We out.